You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Eight oh seven in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. One more segment with Doctor D. Filippo, and then she's got to go. Usually, I got to talk to a man about a horse, which is could work for you possibly it could actually be the case <laughs> <laughs> but i gotta talk to somebody else about another program <laughs> all right so um adelita grijalva wanted to change the board policy yes which was the idea that the supervisors would have to fill out a form and if it wasn't done to the liking of the uh board clerk it'd get kicked back to them then it had to get uh, approved by the sam brown guy who he is horrible in a meeting that guy does not promote any confidence as a your lawyer. Woof. You you've got to ask yourself. I in fact I gotta check and see where to go to law school. Okay. So um so we got that and so um so it went down where basically first of all she wanted to talk about it. Now wait a minute. I want yes, to st- I, I do want to stop you there a minute. Yes, please. I don't know if listeners are aware. Currently Okay, this is what is so ironic about all of this. And you know when when Supervisor Bronson, Sharon, our girl, said, you know, it's working fine as it is? What what part, I sat back and thought about her words. And what Sharon was basically saying is true. Because right now as it is, the clerk of the board has to review all of that. You know all those contracts that come before the board? Those are all reviewed by the Pima County Attorney's Office. And that's what Rex said in his questioning of the market. He's like, aren't you already doing this? Yeah, you are. Yeah, and and remember, they approve as to form, okay, which is just insane anyways, but nevertheless. And then it is always up to the chair to make sure that the stuff that's on the agenda. So, you know, when Jan Lesher gave the update and there wasn't a link to anything? Right. Sorry, Adelita, that's your responsibility, okay? You want to be transparent? Then you tell all those people, that's your job as board chair, to go in there and it's like you will not put something on that agenda unless it has the report attached to it and it is linked so what i personally what i think she's trying to create some type of a protective wall for herself that when they you know doo-doo hits the fan she can't she wants to be teflonized (laughs) no and and so it's true right and so what happened was um she's so they she introduces the 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 agenda item right Mm mm-hmm then she starts talking about it, right? And then Sharon's like, no, 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 you got to move it for discussion. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then she goes to her her former buddy and now current buddy, Sam Brown, the attorney, who says, I just want to clarify. I want to clarify. And he says, okay, you can do that to clarify, right? So then she does her little clarification. Then she ha- uh, Rex wanted to talk, and then she starts, what do you want to say, right? And then Sharon's like, no, you're out of order. You have to move it for discussion. You notice how upset Adelita got because she she it's a definitely she feels definitely threatened by Sharon's capacity to act. At, I mean, my God, how long has Sharon been on that board? Twenty seven years. But literally, Sharon had to quote Robert's Rules of Order to her yes. again. You were right about bringing the Robert yes. Rules for Robert Dummy Rules for Dummies because it was ne- <laughs> it was needed at this yes. meeting. Yes. Yes, sir. So. Even when Sharon started as the chairman, uh, chairwoman of the board uh, several years ago, I remember Dan pointing out, I don't know if uh, he used the word ham-fisted, but he talked about uh, her interrupting people. I think during Call to the Eye, there was, there was some rocky times for her at the beginning of her chair uh, term as chair, right? Sharon? I mean, 
Yeah. Sharon? That's the way I remember it, at least. Well, so what happened was with the... I, I, she's had her challenges as chairwoman over the years. Let's just say that. Um, but what happened was... So Rex goes through this question thing with the with the attorney who kept on calling him uh, board chair Scott, which was cute, like three times. You could see Adelita's like, oh, I'm going to kick his rear when we get out of this damn thing. Miss Power Play. <laughs> yeah. Him and Rex Hines are going to get disciplined before it's over. And so what oh, I like ha- that Rex Hines. Okay. <laughs> Rex Hines. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. So anyway, um, so the, they do that. Steve Christie makes a substitute motion, mm-hmm. which she wasn't happy that he was even trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which basically says my substitute motion is we reject this whole agenda item. Right. And in the end, after Rex did his questions with the, the county attorney, it went down. It, it, it was a, his substitute motion of reject this idea was approved 3-2 with Rex, Sharon, and Steve. Now, remember this, though, which I'm not sure if the public is aware of. Didn't they, they went into executive session, correct? Yes. Okay. Then it took about like nine, ten minutes for Adelita to get back on the dais. And at that point, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, and I'm speculating, speculating. I bet Adelita was in a panic because Matt was hiding out in the back eating his bagels and soda, right? Remember, he didn't want to come out. She had to have him come out from that boardroom because that vote was going to go down. Now, the likelihood that they've orchestrated this in advance is probably quite good. She needed to have Heinz vote, her vote, and I think she was pretty much counting on Scott. So here's vote. the question. So in the Green Valley news piece, it says while Hines la- while Hines later in- joined his colleagues back in the hearing room after the board concluded its executive session. Yes. So what I need to know, uh, this is the question. Just re- back to Maddie real quick. So he was absent. Did he participate in the in executive, the executive ses- session? Well, that is a public records request that was done. I want, I want to know, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, by law, I can't know anything that happened in the executive session, nor do I want to. Okay? Right. But what I do want to know is who was in attendance of the five supervisors at that executive session meeting? Now, so we, we, we got that shot down, and then Adelita, in her recap of the meeting on her Facebook page, went... I don't know why I was so upset. It wasn't about, they said it was about free speech. And what are they talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Which of course it's the. Claiming idea. ignorance. Yeah. She was. Wow. Which, which is uh, somewhat of a substantiated claim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get, before we, we let you go, let's get to your, um, Let's get to the money thing for today right now. Okay, the, wait. The, I do want to... Oh, this all fits together. It's all part of the... Yes, ma'am. Okay, Jan's got a memo. It's dated February 9th, and it's talking about the electrical vehicle adoption. Now, if you'll oh. recall, we did a contract. I believe it was on a master agreement. Uh, I want to say Chuck was there. Maybe uh, it had to be in 2019. Yeah, I'm looking at the administrative procedures. And remember, we were going to buy 120 electric vehicles for the county. Well, we, we plan to do that, I think, by 2025. However, I believe we're well on above target, and we're going to have all 120 of them purchased this year. This is what I find interesting, and it leads us into the budget. Yes, ma'am. In the administrative procedures, it talks about implementation. Now, remember, we go through, we purchase these vehicles, we assign them out to departments, et cetera. We get the cost per vehicle, et cetera, because, you know, it's built into your department. Look at this, though. 
electricity costs used for charging vehicles will be a general watch cost. Your, watch your face. We need some mic on oh. you. Will be a general ah. cost absorbed by the <laughs> county. Okay? Yeah. And I took a look at that and I'm like going, wait a minute. They're not charging the departments individually for the electrical costs. It's all being absorbed under a general electrical budget. And we need to get that clarified because... Why is what, that a problem? Well, wait, wait, it, it would um, diminish the true cost of running the, the electric car program. Remember, when you get fuel in, a, you know, in, a, in your county vehicle, it gets charged to your department. So um, if we're not charging electricity by the department, that means then that that cost is being absorbed by the county and it's not showing the true cost of what those electrical vehicles per department per use are using. I gotcha. want, I'm going to ask to have this clarified. Okay. Okay. Which now takes us into the, the financial forecast. This one is fascinating. This is, and again, people go into Jan's memos. It's dated February 10th. It's called the Monthly Financial Forecast, December 2022. And by fascinating, I mean disturbing. And yeah. then also we've been hearing from people inside Pima County and the county administrator's office and other areas that the financial picture for a <laughs> county flush with all that fat COVID money, they, it's not looking that good over there. They got some deficiencies is that a, is that appropriate well you know i question we are how many months are we into this bis, this fiscal year we're in the middle of the eighth okay and we've got a memo here that says there are eight departments or bureaus are currently forecasted to be significantly over budget at year end june 30 2023 let's take a look at those departments they're projecting that human resources is going to be 656000 over budget. They're projecting that the sheriff's is going to be $4.1 over budget. That I don't it. need any of that <laughs> damn Stone Garden money. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. <laughs> and isn't, isn't this the guy who said, you know, well, we're having to pay so much overtime because we're, you know, we have all these vacancies, right? Am I correct? And he literally said that officers uh, are working so long they're falling asleep at the jail. Yes. yes. Good, well, good protection. Safety and protection. Okay. Superior court is going to be 1.4 over budget. Let's take a look at the debt service fund. It's going to be eight hundred and forty thousand over budget. The health benefits trust is going to be two point four million over budget. Didn't we try to clean this up in this last go round of the budgets? Yeah, I believe it was six million over budget at the time. I, I'm going to tell taxpayers because they say the current level. One of the things that we're seeing is there's a current level in multiple departments that they have too many vacant positions. Yes. My, wait, and you know, here's the th uh, to supervisors when they're coming up for these budget reviews, etc. I'm telling you, stop this nonsense of these job vacancies safe because that's that is a department slush fund. Now, if I were a department director, yeah, I'd want those vacancies, okay, because that's my fallback guarantee that I can hit my budget. However, but it's a false. It's a false ceiling that we have. You need to remove those vacancies. How do you think they funded all those, um, the increases for the employees, right? Okay. So now we take a look at it. You see how we're going into the departments here? All right. And didn't we just do an ITD enterprise software? Um, it's going to be over budget due to the purchase of a DocuSign software. I use DocuSign. Sure. Okay. 
Let me tell you though, didn't we just put sixty million <laughs> into ITD Enterprise? Well, uh, now I don't know. I'm not a software expert. Okay, not a software expert. I'm but a simple caveman. I'm a simple caveman. <laughs> thank you. Okay. And oh, little, you're the Geico guy. <laughs> <laughs> little demons inside my fax machine, right? Um, it says because they bought the DocuSign software, which I assume wasn't budgeted. Apparently, apparently. That they're $670,000 over budget. Yes. Now, maybe, again, I'm, I'm saying I'm a rookie. Does 670000 for a DocuSign software seem a little high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how is that the only explanation that you're... For why you're over budget by $670,000? DocuSign software... Cost. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, look at transportation. Uh, Six- oh, Matt's got it. Uh, we're going to go crazy. We're going to get the business pro, Joe. <laughs> How much does the business pro cost? Uh, per, I, I see 40, per, 40, per month. Do, $40 per month. Yeah, but that's misleading. Okay. Why, why is that misleading? <laughs> because that's for, that's for like a generally per user small per business. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I mean, I, I mean, whether... whether How many users are really using DocuSign at the county? Is let's is a is it two hundred? I don't know the exact number. All right, but, I'm, but, gonna, I'm gonna get nutty. Five hundred. Well, you've got you've got actually five thousand employees. But they're not they're not all using DocuSign. No, no. Right? Take half of that. You think it's half? All right, take half. We'll do half. All right, math on the air. I know it's easy, but I want to do math on the air. Times forty. That's a hundred and twenty thousand. More realistic. <laughs> anyway, you look at it. Eight hundred. Oh, well, no. What did we do? Six hundred and seventy thousand is quite a bit. Quite a bit. So now, there are sixteen mil over in transportation. Now let's take a look at the eleven departments which are forecasted to be significantly under budget. Okay, more than a million at year's end, June thirty. Okay, analytics and data. Six hundred and forty-five thousand. They're projected to have left over. Behavioral health, one million. Okay, community workforce development, five hundred and thirty-three thousand. You would think with all the problems we have with people with behavioral health on the streets of Pima County, that would be one uh, one line item that we'd be possibly at budget or higher on. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you. I look at something here. Finance is supposed to be coming out at one point nine million under budget. Whoa. That's a red flag for me right there. Why why would they have had added so much in there unless they're covering maybe for some grants or something? I don't know. Parks and Recs, look at this. Parks and Recs who's saying they don't have money to do repairs, etc., are coming in at eight hundred and thirteen thousand under budget. They didn't they just approve all the park fee increases? I want to do a call out to Ted Schmidt. Ted Schmidt, FC2, look at son. this. Look at this. Parks and Recs is claiming that they're going to be $813,000 under budget, yet they've just increased all the park fees. Dr. Filippo, we got to get you to your meeting. Okay. Got it. Thank you so much. Great work I as always. I thank your listeners. We'll be ready for the next board meeting next Monday. And uh, Lucky Lupe is going to run much better next time. He should be running in about two weeks. All that right. was a little workout for him. All right. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Okay, I, I lost twenty dollars on a workout. No, just he'll kidding. make it up for you. He'll make it up for you. <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great week. All right, thank you so much. Bye bye. The, the great D Filippo.
Uh, we got so much stuff to cover. I might get to that story f- that the um, Tucson Chamber paid Dave Wickner to uh, write about them, that they're so great. Bulldogs, wake up. All right, 826 in the morning. We're monkeying around with Peter Torque. Let's go uh, Let's go right to the phones. We have our friend Tian Kennedy calling in. Uh, you know her from Gap Ministries, but she needed more things to do, so she's getting involved in being a uh, Republican bigwig. Uh, Tian, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for letting me put on a different hat. That's okay. Uh, can't wait to see you guys on April 4th for Gives Day. We're going to be doing another amazing uh, breakfast live remote uh, coming up. We'll tell you more as time gets closer, but that should be a hoot. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you, know, you, gotta, you can't make me do this, like change hats again. I apologize. Let's go, let's go with the original call because we only got a couple minutes. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to call in. I'm, I'm not quite a new PC yet, but I've got my paperwork in. My husband's a PC, and we're trying to get a little bit more involved in local politics because he was tired of screaming at the TV so and at the radio. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, we just got involved. And anyway, tomorrow there's going to be an event that LD18 is holding. It's open to anybody. I thought your, your, your listeners, would, the Wakeys, would want to go. Um, it's a young man named Scott Pressler. And he kind of came to attention when Trump was president and he called Baltimore a rat-infested, disgusting city. Scott went and rallied people to clean up Baltimore and to kind of demonstrate how these Democrat-run cities are a big mess and that their policies are ruining them. So that's where he started out. Now he goes around the country and is trying to rally people to get out and get involved and change America one vote at a time. So he's going to be at St. Philip's. Uh, Episcopal Church tomorrow from 10 to noon. Tickets are just $10. And I think it's going to be a great, um, really energetic and motivating time. So I hope you're, the wakey will come. What uh, what time again? 10 to noon. All right. So 10 to noon. It's at the St. Philip's Church on Campbell and River, right across uh, Grant's places where you guys eat and drink too much beer most of the time, uh, right on the other side. And Scott's a very impressive guy. I remember Shelly and the GOP brought him in maybe about a year and a half ago. He was out at the Hilton down on Valencia. He's a pretty good guy. Oh, okay. this, is, this is a good one. Yeah, and if they want to see more about it, it's um, if they go to eventbrite.com, just look Scott Pressler, and it'll tell all the details. Awesome. Well, thanks to you and Kelly for uh, stepping up again to add another thing in your life to try to make things better. And thanks for calling in. Perfect. Okay, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Tian. Bye. Our friend Tian from uh, Gap Ministries. All right, I got a truckload of tabs. <sighs> the Monday tabs are off the wall. So, wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news talk. 834 in the morning. Peter Talk from the monkey's birthday today. Um, uh, Dave, I'll get to you in two seconds. Remember, tomorrow is our lovey-dovey Valentine's Day show, so I need all of your dedications, your long-distance dedications and uh, Matt and I will uh, build it out and do it up Uh, my friend Juan Almanza from El Taco Rustico is doing again the Taco Heart for Valentine's Day so imagine you bring a kind of a pizza box to your, your loved one and you open it up instead of you know your same boring Whitman sampler that you put her to sleep with for the last 12 years uh, there's a basically a heart made up of quesadilla with a couple of roses in the middle. 
It's it's the nice touch. It's the nice touch. Make it happen, kids. Very, very good. So I would call over to Taco Rustico today to make sure it's ready for tomorrow. We're getting our weather reports. I feel like Mike Shaw's back here on the KVOI. I got a listener saying uh, raining hard in OV. Uh, we got one on uh, Ina and Thornydale, and our listener Linda has hard rain at Swan and Skyline. So, Matt, it's raining here too, Matt. I don't know if you did a Les Nessman or not and looked out the window while you were. I did not. Uh, I was busy making mistakes uh, behind the board. Don't you? You're, you're wonderful. Don't you say that? <laughs> you're wonderful. Uh, let's uh, sneak uh, Cowboy Dave on. Nothing bad. When I hear Cowboy Dave's got a monkey story, I'm there. David, what's shaking, hey, buddy? Good morning. It's raining out here in Pitcher Rock. I bet. Hey, I'm, I'm listening to one of your old radio stations in your stomping ground, 77 WABC. Oh, my Lord. And, uh, yeah, I tell you what, they good programming. And, uh, but there's this guy, he's on Frank Silver. He's one of these guys that uh, started the Guardian Angels. They're, they're the ones that walk the streets and promote. You mean Kurt, you mean Kurt Sliwa? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I just want to make sure we're getting our guy right. Frank Silva is a is a mob assassin in New York. Oh, he was he was almost assassinated. Baseball bats and they shot him and stuff. The Gamboni family, but he was telling a story about the monkeys, and and uh, Bo Snurdly is it was in on it. He was Russ Limbaugh's board op. Sure, Bo's Bo's been on the show before. He's great. Yeah. So. uh, the Monkees in 66, 67 sold more albums than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And I'm saying, no way, yeah. And what happened was it was some one of the Beatles, and either, I'm thinking it was John Lennon or Harrison, they said, we're more popular than Jesus Christ. And that pissed off a lot of people. But I the Monkees, uh, yeah. And then, uh, but the Rolling Stones are going to be playing in Chicago, Soldier Field, in uh, June, <laughs> can you imagine? Mick Jagger's eighty years old, and uh, but the tickets go on sale next week. But I tell you what, Chris, that station in uh, in in, in uh, New York, I'm I'm amazed how many conservatives that are calling up that radio station. Sure, you know a dozen eggs, they a dozen eggs in New York go for eleven dollars and nineteen cents. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's a there's an Italian little bakery. And you you probably know where it is. I bet you your dad probably shopped there, or or your brother, your mom. But it's it it's been there for 102 years, and it's closing down. And they sold cheeses and uh, olive oil, and uh, they closing down because uh, they they couldn't pay their rent during COVID. Their rent was twenty five thousand dollars a month. Can you imagine? And and then so they're closing down. They're in arrears. They filed for Chapter Eleven. I can't think of the name. It's of a, the, it's the Aleva Dairy in New York. And it's it's in the the uh, little Italian area. You know, yeah. and they and they 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 pretty much when they talk about they're a cheese shop, they usually start by making fresh mozzarella. Yeah, you what? It's the same. And you hear these people. There's their story. You know, five hundred thousand people left New York last year. Five hundred, and they went to parts of Florida, Tennessee, someone, Arizona, Nevada. If we have know? time on maybe Wednesday, someone sent me a piece that talked about the the shift over ten years of Florida from New York, right? And how now Florida has more yeah. jobs, more people than New York, and know. you know, yeah, yeah. as we like to say, Florida just used to be the place where New Yorkers used to retire. Yeah, 
It's it's insane. New York, I mean, New York, New York, so nice. They named it twice, and it's it's in it's in the cesspool. Well, I mean, they're they're they're, they're they are a um, they're a victim of their own stuff. Five star hotel, and they finally ran them out. They were giving them free visas, phones. You mean, and they trashed the hotel. They moved them into a a, a tent city down by the wharf, and the mayor. He ended up stem, spending the night down there with him, telling him, "Oh, it's okay, it's all nice and good, and uh, it's not working out for these uh, these people in New York. They're they're livid." And then to top it all off, they they put the colors of the Eagles on the Eiffel on the Empire State Building, and that pissed off a lot of New Yorkers because the green. No, I mean this is New York, you know the Yankees and the Mets. And and uh, the Giants, <laughs> oh man, they're pissed. New Yorkers are pissed. They don't like the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? I, I again, I, I, I we 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 got away from that place and didn't go back for you know once in a while for vacation. But I would never, I never thought about yeah, moving back to New York like ever. My my sister showed me her uh, stub. She went and saw the Beatles in '65 in Chicago. Right. And and she still got the sub. It was two dollars and fifty cents. It's amazing. All right, David, i got to get to another call, but great job as always, sir. Have a good day. Stay dry. Want our Cowboys to stay dry out there, but sometimes you got to go out there and, you know, work the herd, as we like to say. So Punch them doggies. Are, now, are they allowed to say punch them doggies? I hope so, because yeah. I just did. You figure PETA's got to be all over your tail on that one. Uh, not your dog tail or cat, you know, your, your, your vestigial organ, as we say, your tailbone. Uh, let's get to uh, Pat Johnson. Big words there from GD Train. <laughs> it's a big word like delicatessen. Johnston, Element 119. What's shaking? Good morning, sir. How you doing, hey, buddy? Uh, I, I, I'm doing great, thanks. I think your listeners need to know that 1967, Jimi Hendrix opened up for the Monkees for eight shows. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, I don't want to ruin it for you, monkeys people. In the beginning, they did not play their own instruments on the album. No, no, right? they didn't. It was called no, the Wrecking the Crew. I think the Wrecking Crew played the instruments on those songs. Yeah, several of the songs actually. And today's the uh, anniversary of Black Sabbath's first album, Sabbath, nineteen seventy. I saw your email on that. So what's so? Well, I'll ask you real quick. You're one of my music guys. What's what's the legacy of Black Sabbath? Are they basically just one of the godfathers of heavy metal? Is that what we're gonna? Is, is that yes. is that where uh, we're at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, because of Tony Iommi, he came up with that uh, very distinct, um, you know, metal guitar sound, and plus his leads were along that you know genre of uh, starting the real metal scene, even before Judas Priest and uh, you know Van Halen and all those guys. A lot of people like to make sure that maybe it was Deep Purple or, uh, you know, even um, you know, people like uh, Led Zeppelin. But it, it was Black Sabbath. They were the heaviest at the time. Yeah, I mean, that album, 70, right? Uh, the first Black yep. Sabbath album. And uh, I would say, again, you know, I'm a, you know, of my prog rock roots, the, uh, the, 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 the sound that came off of the first Crimson album, which is the year before, plus this, right. I think is like the archetype for metal. Yep, yeah. So. And, and by the way, uh, Tony Iommi uh, actually built his prosthetics for his fingers. He had a, um, uh, you know, uh, an accident where he had some parts of his fingers cut off on his left hand. I mean, his right hand because he's a left, 
uh, had a guitar player, right. and he made his prosthetics to continue to play the guitar. Wow! Look at you. This is the, I, anything else you need. Anything else you need to know? <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the knowledge. I got Gary from Bisbee yeah. calling on a Black Sabbath. We're going to have a Black have Sabbath a segment. Day. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. 790-2040. Gary from Bisbee. What's up, my friend? Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Um, have you ever seen the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus? No. Need to get that. It's history in the making. It was the first time Jethro Tull appeared in public. And the guitar player at that time was Tony Iommi. Look at that. Now that's a hell of a uh, trivia today. Between that and Hendrix, uh, Hendrix opening up for the Beatles, uh, the Monkees. But you, you really, really need to get that. It was unreleased because they were embarrassed, but there was no reason to be embarrassed. There was uh, all kinds of bands on that, especially the Dirty Mac. And the Dirty Mac was Keith Richards on bass. John Lennon on guitar and Eric Clapton on guitar playing your blues. Interesting. Very cool. Thanks for bringing it, man. That's well, good. Have a good day. You too, my friend. 790-2040 is the phone number. So a story hit the news about the uh, people that live up in the Gallery Golf Club area about uh, the Live Golf Tournament guys cutting down two cactus. Saguaros. Okay. Now, of course, the, um, the, um, some of the, I think the, um, the, the, uh, folks from who were, who did it, uh, they said our maintenance practices are designed to protect the natural beauty. Uh, they, they, these two saguaros are on our property and it was determined that they were unstable. So we had to move it. So I hear the word destruction because I guess a, someone videoed them on this phone cutting them down. So I just want to, just for the people at the gallery that are upset, come a little closer to the radio, okay? The Live Golf Tournament. This is bankrolled by the fattest Saudi oil money humanly possible. They are burning money like you would never believe. They look, to they make Tony Montana look like a coupon clipper. Okay. This is what we're talking about. So what you do is you, oh, whatever you need to make up for the two Saguaros and it sucks that they killed them. So what you need to do is go, go high on the, on the ask. Say you'd like them to plant somewhere in Southern Arizona 50, 100 saguaros. They got the money. They're paying for nothing. Nothing. It's like uh, Hansen was talking, had an article that Bill sent out, uh, number two, that, uh, you know, the live guys are having trouble finding volunteers. Right? Especially because a lot of the volunteers are going to do the, um, the cola guard, which is two weeks before. So, um, I guess I, I, I guess the Cola Guard guys are, are they going to advertise soon? I'm always worried they don't tell anyone the, the damn thing exists half the time. But again, fat Saudi oil money. You volunteers, you could become a decently paid uh, court, uh, field marshal. You could, so all you older guys who are really grumpy, right, that love to do the rude wave of the quiet sign. 
I think you could get 15 bucks a, uh, an hour to do this now. Just ask. They're burning money like you would never believe the livers. Killing it. Killing it. Let's go to break. 8.47 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10.30 The Voice, local news and talk. We got, a, we got some tabs to clean up. There's a couple of things in this paid article. It looks like a paid article. No one would write this kind. If they, if Dave Wickner was reflecting reality, I don't know if he could really. This puff piece he wrote on the Tucson Chamber is just. What's the opposite of a chef's kiss? So either we're going to do that, or we're going to talk about the Rihanna uh, halftime show. Also, the opposite of a chef's kiss. Hmm. I think we'll do Rihanna when we come back. Guyman and Edmund Marquez, the juggernauts of business, can wait a couple of days. Remember, Dr. Robert Malone, he's a biggie at 8.07 tomorrow. Little Steve Hackett playing uh, hits of Gen- some Genesis tunes live. Happy birthday to Steve, one of the better guitarists out there in the last 30, 40 years. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Let's go. Let's do Rihanna. We'll get to, we'll get to the, uh, the chamber losers another day. So uh, Rihanna had her... Now, I was very fascinated because they were on these platforms that were floating above that looked like they were suspended from the air moving up and down, but then the roof was open. Very fascinated how they... That that was the most fascinating part of the whole thing for me. Um, Now, I just want to get this story out real quick. Doug Henning act. It was very Doug Henning. The world of... I'm doing with my hand. The world of magic. Now... um, so I don't know if everyone remembers that um, Rihanna said she was uh, not going to be, she was going to boycott the Super Bowl in support of Colin Kaepernick and the Take a Knee. Um, news of Rihanna's boycott tickled the virtue signaling nerve of various celebrities, including Amy Schumer. Wouldn't be cool if Adam Levine and Maroon 5 stepped down too. What do you guys think? Eh. Right now, um, then someone hits her for Rihanna's the biggest sellout in the last five years. She supports. She said she supports Kaepernick in 2019. So I declined to do the halftime show, um, and then of course she's doing it. So it only took three years, three years, right? And if you think about this. If you're uh, if uh, George Floyd happened after this, just want to let everyone know that, right? Not that Rihanna was broken up about black police captain Dave Dorn being beaten to death in the middle of the street either. Okay, but um, so but you know when when uh, the NFL and Apple computers backs up the truck, beep 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 with a truckload of money because they're also to a point in time where they got nothing left. Right, any of those legacy acts. I mean, we just heard from uh, Pat and um, uh, Gary that you know, um, you know, Mick Jagger's eighty years old. It just tells you where music's at nowadays, right? So having Rihanna lip sync yesterday, that was that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I do like the meme that shows that the guys who were wearing their little white coats. Look like the Oompa Loompas in the TV part where Mike TV gets shrunk. They're wearing the little white outfits and their dance is very Oompa Loompa ish. All righty. What do you get when you watch too much TV? So then a friend of mine uh, that I've known for years, she says, uh, We're, 
talking yesterday, and she's like, oh, it's such a it's something about girl power, right? Because she did it because she was pregnant and whatever, which is fine. I'm cool. Love it. But girl power girls out there, I just want to, maybe, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. Well, I'm very old-fashioned. So let me ask you if these two things are girl power or not, and then you guys can let me know at 790-2040. If you are a girl power expert and you are live west of the Rockies, Seven nine zero two zero four zero. Matt will put you right to the top. Okay. So which part was more girl power? This is what I'm not understanding. Right? Was it the part where she rubbed the spot between her legs and sniffed it, or was it the part when the camera went right up on her rear end and she grabbed a cheek and moved it out to the side? Is are those are those? Is that some? I'm I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Is that? Is that a girl power thing? I'm just, is that something that celebrates the power and dignity of women? I just, I, I get, again, maybe I'm stuck in 1947. You're a guy, you, you know, you, you, how, how can a guy comment on what girl power is? So uh, that's why I'm asking, yeah, putting the question out there. I'm just curious. Is it, which one's more of a girl power, the sniff or grabbing her own cheek with the camera there and then yanking it over to the side? I just want to know that. And the idea at her pregnancy that she has such flexibility to do such things, amazing. So, I just I just want to know which one is. What am I missing? Is this you know is is this something that Gloria Steinem? I just I just want to know. Is is I want to do my uh, my my John Lovitz doing Harvey Firestein. Is that so wrong? As we like to say, Matt, is this a call that's going to come on or what? We're running out of time. Let's just do it. Oh, okay. Does he want to talk about it? All right, Al, keep it clean. What's up, bud? Okay, I think it's cheesy that she used a Michael Jackson move. She should move, or she did do a Michael Jackson move. Did she did do a Michael Jackson? Oh, the the move? one, yeah, and and with the front part there, right? Exactly, in the back part. At that point, Al, thank you for your call. We're going to keep us all out of trouble. Have a good day. Uh, one of my Durannies, Jennifer, uh, says there's nothing about her performance that was women empowering. I'm just saying it could have been. I'm just well, saying that remember there was- the supervisor, uh, supervisor Grahava liked uh, the uh, the who's it J Lo and uh, Shakira a couple That's years right. ago and said that was uh, girl remember, power. Portnoy's uh, Portnoy, who's an idiot anyway, at Barstool uh, and his sexualization of women. Also upset her, but that was okay. The Shakira, because they sexualized themselves. That's what I'm missing here, right? That Rihanna is grabbing her own cheek and presenting it to the world. It'll be fun. All right, let's get out of here, <laughs> please. Let's get the hell out of here. All right, tomorrow it's our Love Dove show, so I need you to get your comments in your your de- your dedications in for tomorrow. Uh, Ted Maxwell, Southern Arizona leadership tomorrow. Uh, And then followed by an interview I'm looking forward to, which is Dr. Robert Malone, 
who was inventor of mRNA technology. He sat on all these pharmaceutical boards with the FDA and the NIH, and he blew the doors off about a year and a half ago about Fauci and all these guys being a bunch of bullcrappers. So Dr. Malone in the third hour, and then um, what do we got else here today? Oh, I can't even tell you about that one. I'll have people calling up from the GOP and asking me to kill their freedom of speech. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 10th of the Voice, local news and talk. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Stay, stay warm and dry.